Hey everybody, welcome to the Struggling Hunters podcast. You're with Eric Stewart and the man, the cowboy, the myth, the legend, Mr. Joe Imes. How you doing today, Joe? Doing pretty good. Not too bad. Had a had a good day at work. How about yourself? Yeah, yeah, about the same. Just uh just uh been plugging away and uh just trying to stay focused on uh, the next weekend of turkey hunting since that's all I've been doing pretty much every weekend. Uh, I went out again this weekend and, uh, and uh, still didn't see nothing. Been, been, been going through a dry spell with those dang turkeys, but, but uh, I'm not giving up. As a matter of fact, this weekend, this next coming weekend, I'm going to go out camping and, and um, you know, for a night and try to, try to be out there a little bit earlier um, than I have been and try to get a jump on the turkey and see how that works. So that's kind of the plan this weekend. Um, but yeah, what about you? So funny story. So I think, I can't remember what exactly I said I was going to do this last weekend, but I ended up going on a turkey hunt. Um, okay. So a couple, couple days ago, earlier in the week, uh, co-worker comes up and is all hey joe did you get you have your turkey tag and i was like no i don't have my turkey tag i was like i didn't even know there was even a turkey season open right now you know like for utah it shows how bad that i don't keep up on things you know like i got my deer and my elk stuff um you know dates and when all that's supposed to happen but um <laughs> actually i put in for a limited entry turkey tag for earlier in the spring and so I just thought all I thought there was. And uh, so I'd come home, talk to Jen. I was like, hey, there's a turkey season going on. She's like, well, how long does it last? I was like, oh, until the end of the month. And and then so then it's funny, too, because my little sister, Becca, she ends up, you know, getting a, a turkey and posted it on Facebook. And I was like, oh, hey, I got my turkey. And uh, I was like, oh, hey. <laughs> so. So I end up, uh, so in short story, I end up buying a tag. Um, I end up, so I called up my little sister and I sent her a text earlier in the evening of that. And I was like, Hey, I'm gonna call you later. And, uh, she tells a story. She's like, huh, I wonder what my brother's going to talk to me about. And so I was like, Hey, uh, <laughs> what are you doing Saturday? <laughs> so uh, I got the day off. I was like, well, you want to go turkey hunting? She's all, she lives down, you know, in the Richfield area. She's like, you want to go turkey hunting down here? Like, yeah, I want to go where you got yours. <laughs> so, so the person that showed her actually gave us permission to kind of hunt the spot. You know, I wasn't going to go down there without really his permission. Right, right. I, you know, I want to be respectful of that. But uh, so, yeah, I end up, so Friday is when I bought my tag. And so, and uh, so it's been so long since I bought a tag over the counter. Okay. So usually when I buy a tag, I go down to the, um, the DNR, um, Utah wildlife headquarters, which isn't too far from my house and I'll buy it, buy it that way. Well, that was closed when I got home from work on Friday. So, uh, so I think it was Thursday. I talked to Becca and, and then we me and my wife, me and Jen, were going to go, for a um go camping out in the west desert here in utah for the weekend anyways and so jen 
He's like, hey, you know, you can come hang out at camp. Me and Beck will go turkey hunting, still get the relaxing camp atmosphere of it, you know. And, and so she's like, yeah, that's, that's, that's fine. So, you know, that was Thursday night, talked to Beck. So kind of throw a handful of things together Thursday night. Friday after work, I get home, load up the Explorer, you know, throw throw my hunting stuff together. And uh, so now I have to go pick up my tag because the headquarters office closes at five. I can't make it home in time. So I, you know, look up, you know, where to buy a tag and it's like all the grocery stores around town. <laughs> so I call up the, uh, the grocery store and I was like, Hey, can, can I buy a Turkey tag from you? And the lady's like, ah, I think so. So she goes through her little computer thing. It's, oh yeah, there's a season here. It looks like it's this tag. It's like, okay, cool. Like how long do I got till you guys close? Like, you know, you know, when can I, how long do I, do I have to, I can't buy a tag from you guys today. She's like, Oh, it should be closed at nine. I was like, well, okay. So there'll be someone there. She's like, yeah. So, okay, so we load up the Explorer, drive over and to the, the neighborhood grocery store, walk up to their customer service. <laughs> I was like, hey, uh, I want to buy a turkey tag. And like the lady behind the counter like stares at me. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, you know, hooked me up with a turkey tag. <laughs> She's all, uh, we sell those? <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> and then, Another lady, the lady I talked to, she walks up. Oh, are you the one I called earlier about the turkey tag? I was like, yeah. She's like, oh, you just come over to this computer over here, and this is the one he wants. So <laughs> she, she helped me out, which was, you know, which was good. But it was just funny. Like, I, it was, it's been a long time since I bought one you know, over the counter. And the, just the lady gave me, like, the deadpan look of, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they must not sell too many uh, turkey tags at that store. I'm, I don't. I'm yeah, guessing. I don't think they they do too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. That's but, hilarious. Uh, so we get down there and pick up Becca, and we end up end up at camp at like twelve thirty or one o'clock in the morning, and oh, wow. uh, Friday yeah. uh, from Friday so this, night. Yeah, so, so we left Saturday Friday night. morning. So this is Saturday morning. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And so <laughs> we unload the Explorer and we just sleep in the back of the Explorer and we get up, you know, with me and Becker like, oh, what time should we get up in the morning? And I was like, well, we probably should be setting. Uh, see, I think we decided at like five, five. 40 550 or something so we, we left camp at like 5 30 we end up like not having to hike very far but uh it was it was kind of fun like it was it it was a a different it was it was a fun experience a little different than i'm used to mm -hmm. so like right when the sun was coming up like right you know like right when it's starting getting light there was you know there's two different turkey gobbling like there was one coming from like our from behind us and to our right another one coming from way in front of us and then there's a you heard like i think it was a hen do her little clucking there's a hen doing a bunch of clucking 
And uh, and so, you know, me and Beck are like, yeah, we're going to get one. You know, like, we hear them. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so we take off. So we're sitting there. We got a little, little chirp, you know, a little, I can't remember what they're called, potluck or whatever. Yeah. The, the striker and thing. Yeah. Becca, Becca has never used one. And, and I have never used one, but I, I, I was like, I'll, I'll play with it. So I got going and, you know, the turkeys were gobbling. I'm like, all right, all right. And finally they got quiet. And so we, we took off hiking, hit a cup and we would sit down and call for a little bit. And, and, uh, and then like cows would, we could hear cows mooing, turkeys would start gobbling. And I'd sit there and work the call, you know, like, yeah, I'm calling them in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting all proud of myself. And then like, they'd get quiet for a while. And so we'd move to another spot and, and we did this, I think two or did this three, four times. And I think at the fourth time we're standing and we just, we'd hit the call and, uh, and like just see if there's something we could hear something gobble or, or not. And, uh, <laughs> so we're standing there at this one, one set and Becca's talking to me and she looks, Hey, there's a turkey down there. And it just happened to go like right behind this, the little, this little bush. Yeah. And she's like, it's right, right down there. So I'm, I'm looking and I see it pop out on the other side. And it was kind of fun because it was doing its little like head bobbing, you know, like it's been a long time since I've been like that close to a turkey, especially out in the wild. Yeah. So, so then I, I take, and it was kind of a, a learning experience too. Because we were standing by a tree, but like we didn't have any trees around us to hide in, mm-hmm. so we just stood still. And I just I told Beck like we got to have more patience than that turkey, you know. Like we, it's just the the game we have to play right now. So we stood still, and the thing hid behind the went behind this bush. So I clucked. What we should have done is we should have went and hid ourselves, you know, like why it couldn't see us, try to go hide. I think I I don't know for sure, um you know like, but we had time as it was working its way around this bush to go set and and uh, and try to hide, but yeah. So I was working the the little striker thing and it started working closer to us and it it got within I think it was five yards, like you know it, no more than fifteen feet. But it was like I said, it was cool. It's doing it was stretching its neck out and coming up and. You know, oh wow and uh it was fun and so you know so now we have this turkey coming in so now we have to decide if if it's a tom or not right like right. that's what we're hunting is toms so so both me and becker see a beard is there a beard there and uh as it moves by i was like yeah there's a beard and like and it turns a little bit like oh no there's not a beard and then i remember it turned to where its chest was facing me. And I was like, okay, do I see a beard sticking out of that chest? <laughs> Is there any little curly hairs coming out of there? You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. please be a beard. <laughs> and I was staring and I could not see a beard. It's like, oh man, it's a dang hen. But then it turned sideways and I could see 
I could see like these little hairs just kind of sticking out, but they were not on the center of it. You know, it was like closer to like the shoulder or the the wing. But like, I was like, oh, no, it's it's a tom, it's a tom. <laughs> Pekka, kept, Pekka kept saying, "Are you sure, Joe? Are you sure?" <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> but it it ended up uh, turning tail. It went behind a bush, and then we moved a little bit, and it I think it picked up on us, and it took off. But uh, but it was a fun experience, you know. It was it was it was fun. When it when it turned around, it was it chirping like doing these little chirp sounds at all. Yeah, I was doing like a cluck, like a you know, like a little like cluck cluck. Yeah, Just, so that um, whenever whenever that happens, um, that that little that noise, it's like uh, an indicator to other turkeys, like, hey, something's dangerous over here. Get away, get away. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I I just heard that not too long ago, and. uh I was going to add, I forgot to add it a little earlier, but where I work, um, there's this one area. I've been seeing turkeys up there every day. The problem is I'm at work, so I can't have my gun, and it's on private property also. So it's kind of a a double negative there as far as uh, being able to get those turkeys. But I've been stopping and kind of checking them out and, and um calling them myself and and uh i've been seeing them like every day that i go to that area i should say i've been seeing them every time i went up there and um but that little chirp or that little cluck sound uh-huh. they, they did it to me the other day too whenever uh i was sitting there calling them and i got into a conversation with the uh um well, not a conversation necessarily, but well, with the hens I did, and then the uh, the Tom come around. He was hiding behind this tree, and he stood there forever. You got to be so patient. I mean, this I was I was just at work. I wasn't even hunting him, but I almost gave up on him because he wouldn't come around this corner. I got a little bit of video of it, but um, he finally came around this tree and then kind of puffed up and everything. And I was doing the, I was doing these chirps and all, just trying everything, you know. But um. But uh, eventually he kind of caught on that I was just messing with him and turned around, started running, and made that chirp sound. But but that was a lot of fun doing that. But but yeah, that's exciting. So your first day out there and you kind of got a little bit of action. I'm I'm actually jealous of you because I I mean every time that I've actually went out to hunt these dang things, I I uh, haven't had any luck at all. So I'm kind of <laughs> kind of jealous of you we were actually sitting back at camp at lunch and, you know, before between morning and afternoon and we went back for lunch and stuff and we're sitting there and, and, uh, we heard this gobble go off <laughs> like Jen and every, me and Beck were like, Oh, so we had, so we take our dog with us. Becca had her dog with, uh, with, um, with us. And so we had to, you know, like hop and put Jen and the dogs in the Explorer. So that way they wouldn't follow us. And we took off. Um, so I guess I, I took me and Beck in the wrong direction. I thought I'd come from one direction. So I, me and her took off that way. And Beck's like, no, I heard it come from the other direction. I was like, oh, shoot, really? I wish I was always, should have talked about that before. I just was like, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> and so we do this loop. We went to the direction I, I thought it came from and went back around to what direction Beck thought it came from. And 
we ended up back at camp and, and I was like, all right, Jen, where, what direction did that come from? And she points a direction and it happened to be the direction that Becca heard it come from. So I was like, well, <laughs> wow. But, but, but one of the interesting things too, that, but, so I didn't know, but come to, you know, I think people do as a locator is like the, they uh, will do like a coyote howl or something. The, the birds, the, the turkeys will hear, hear that noise. And I don't know why, but they, I guess they choose to compete or so you can kind of locate them that way but come to find out so like we went hunting that afternoon and I told back so we kind of clued into that afternoon we could hear that there's a some cows and every time the cows would pick up and start mooing a whole bunch mm-hmm. the turkeys would start gobbling and and I'd, I'd be set up, you know working on my call like yeah they're, they're talking to me but then the cow the the moos would stop and then the um, the tur- the gobbles would stop, so I just it turned out that you know like it wasn't my my great wisdom of of uh, Joe's calling techniques that was calling the turkeys. <laughs> it was just the them for whatever reason competing with the the cows mooing, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. I have heard about the coyote thing vaguely. Um, I'm sure as we get more immersed into turkey hunting and stuff, we'll, we'll figure out exactly how all that works. But I have heard about the coyote thing, but that's crazy that they, uh, they compete with the cows too. I, yeah, I don't know if they're necessarily competing. That's just what I kind of put it towards, you know, like the, the herd of cows, it was interesting. They'd pick up, start mooing and then you'd hear a turkey start gobbling. And like I said, I thought it was me with my awesome turkey calling techniques that was doing it, but, but no, it wasn't. Yeah. So do you, uh, looking back, do you feel like you tried to maybe call too much? <laughs> uh, probably because <laughs> I hear them gobble and I sit there and like, you know, not wait long in between and just work it. And I probably, I probably made my calls calling session too long too. You know, I got set there and just work that. <laughs> I was kind of surprised I didn't wear a hole in the turkey call. <laughs> yeah, whenever uh whenever I went up to that area that I was telling you about at work and and uh it kind of wanted to test out, I was like, well, let's see if I can get these things to to squawk back at me and and uh you know, whenever I tried it and then they started gobbling back at me, I was like, "Oh my gosh, it actually works." So then I just started going off and then I like told myself, I'm like, oh wait, I need to back off. And, and so I kind of tried to get a little more patient with it, but, but it, it's easy to do whenever you're a new newbie. I mean, to, <laughs> to just want to talk, you know, just to keep it going, keep the conversation right. going and getting that into, turkey fever. <laughs> you turn into a social butterfly. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, on the way I, I, so I have this, this, a cassette tape i i know you probably know what a cassette tape is but yeah. <laughs> everybody still remembers yeah but i have this cassette tape that someone gave me that was about uh kind of turkey calling it was like a night in hell thing or something and uh but it was an old that someone gave me and so on the way back from turkey hunting i put that cassette tape in and we listened to it and uh they got talking about how you know like a turkey will gobble 
and they're used to toms are used to the hens coming to them so if you're making a hen call that you know like they they hear you they hear you with the call making that that hen call noise <laughs> and they're expecting the hen the hen to go to them not the tom come to them come to the hen oh really yeah so i don't know i mean that's me trying you know like <laughs> taking information from someone else that i didn't even, you know I, no one's ever really said anything about so i don't know if that's legit or not so l- let me get that straight so so it uh the the toms from what they're saying is the toms would basically set in place and uh and and wait for hmm unless they heard another gobble if they heard another gobble then they think you know it's kind of like a deer in rut smelling another buck or something you know like then they go chasing the other gobble trying to think there's someone coming after their hens hmm they kind of make sense but i mean i don't know i've seen other people turkey hunt like you know on the outdoor channel or whatever and those uh those toms usually go to them so hmm. i don't know but they but they take their time though that's the one thing that that's the even even that um that little bit of experience with me you know trying to call that tom in at whenever i was at work um i was losing patience with him because he hid behind this tree and just stayed there forever and i actually well i didn't see him for the longest time and i was almost gave up on him i was like oh he must have ran off or something and then finally right before i was about to give up he kind of poked his head out and i was like oh there he is and then i started having fun with him and you know he's getting all puffed out and it's so cool whenever they do that, but uh, no, for sure. I think that yeah, and their head turns red and stuff. And yeah, yeah. Whatever yeah. bangs come over their head. <laughs> yeah, it's so addicting. It, man, it's 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 so addicting. I mean, it makes you just keep going back. Are, do you feel like you're kind of a an avid? Uh, you're gonna be an avid turkey hunter now? Yeah, I think so. I got I I plan to hunt you know around the hills here in Bountiful, trying to you know the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah. And, this fall you know like again i think there's another turkey season this fall that i want to want to participate in yeah that's definitely my plan too is is hitting that fall season um yeah your sister though she got a nice one i saw it on social media that was (laughs) that was uh good job becca i know you'll be watching (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so i haven't even gotten a turkey yet so she's got She's got one up on me. <laughs> I feel like we might have cursed ourselves calling us the struggling hunters because that's all I've been doing all turkey season. <laughs> now I think I think there's a there, you know, being new to turkey season, it's kinda you know I think there's a lot of people that have hunted turkeys. That kind of what like what you were I, I, we were talking before, you know, like they turkeys will get in a spot and stay in a spot um and i think you know just being so new to it that we're learning those spots you know like if you can find a turkey hunter that's willing to kind of 
<laughs> I kind of like that, that loud need to go where Becca went, you know? Yeah. Do, that kind of helped. Do the work, but the, if the people are nice enough to share what work they've already put in to say, hey, yeah, there's, I agree with you a hundred percent. Cause, cause uh, kind of relating what I've been going through is, is where I've been hunting on public lands, blah, blah, blah. I haven't ran into a Turkey at all, but on that one area um, on that, pri- on the private land that they're, they've, they've been in the same exact spot. I mean, Every every time I've drove up there, they've been in the same spot, which kind of indicated. I mean, it's private property, so there's no real pressure up there as far as hunting pressure, I should say. But um, it kind of also makes me think like they kind of stay in a central area for the most part. They don't they don't migrate too far, you know. Um, which makes me think that these places where I've been I've been going and not really not even getting a gobble or or um or really any any action at all maybe they're just not there and i need yeah. to just move locations and and try to uh try to figure out where they are like you said and and uh go from there right yeah i wonder if there's a you know one of the things that i need to, i want to learn to do better at is reaching out to uh, fish and game officers you know no, I'm getting their input if they if they will allow it <laughs> or if they will share what or what they will share, you know, use that. But yeah, I haven't been too good at that, but that's something I want to like to get better at. Yeah, me too. Me too. You know, speaking of uh fishing game officers, when I was a whenever I was a younger lad, um, I don't know if I brought this up in the podcast yet, but but uh, I, I used to feel this way about fish and game um, or parks and wildlife, whatever they might call you, call them in, in whatever area that you're at. But uh, I used to like, you know, kind of hate them, I guess, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. but, uh, but I wasn't educated about what they really were. You know, I just always thought they were just there to ruin a good time, you know? Yeah, you, you know, try to catch you doing something wrong or something, and, and uh, you know, so they, I, I didn't hate them, I should say, but, but like, you know, I just always kind of got more nervous of them. But as I get older and stuff, I like, I kind of, um, kind of get excited whenever I see a fishing game officer. You know, I'm like, I, you know, like, <laughs> I want to talk to them and just like, you know. Um, I get, I mean, partly cause I have nothing to worry about and I, I never really, I always tried to stay within the law, even as a kid and everything, but, but, um, I feel like it was an older generation's mentality. Like my, my family, my old, you know, my dad and you know, old, other, other people in, in that generation, like fish and game were kind of evil or something, you know? And yeah, well, it, it seems like some of that stuff like goes from like one bad experience with them or something yeah you know, like someone maybe you know it's one of those things they got to enforce the law you know someone has to do it and sometimes not being fully educated on where you're at or you know like what the laws are you think you you know like you you didn't take it upon yourself to learn everything that the laws for that maybe that specific area you're hunting you know and a fishing game officer comes up and it's like oh hey uh you're doing this wrong you know, you, you can't be hunting with that or you, you know, you're hunting the wrong side of the road. This side's 
you know, does only, and this side is uh, is bucks only. You know, I don't, you know, so then that that just puts a bad taste in your mouth. You know, like if if you're told what you can't do, like how often do you, <laughs> you know, you someone comes up and tells you you can't do that, and you're like, oh no, you want to watch me do it? <laughs> I'll do that. You can't tell me what I can and can't do. Yeah, yeah. No, I um I I do think that's part of it, but but kind of kind of understanding their job, I guess, like so over the years kind of learning what they do and 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 what they're trying to prevent. You know, you know, you, I hear it all the time on like uh, other other hunting podcasts and stuff that like these people that go out poaching, man, there's still people to this day that, that, uh, you know, we're worried about, um, keeping the hunting community strong, but then there's a holes out there that, you know, are, are ruining it for, for people like you and I, and that just want to go out and try to abide by all the rules and, and, uh, do all the right stuff. And, you know, you hear about all these stories about people poaching, all kinds of different animals and it's just sickening. So, so it kind of, you know, getting older and, and kind of learning more about what they're, what they're doing and, and the conservation side of, of everything that they're doing uh, makes you, makes you kind of respect them a lot more, you know, just whenever I was a kid, it just felt like, uh, like they were out to get me. But as I get older, I realized, no, they're not out to get me. They're just, you know, they're just making sure everybody's doing the right thing and, and, uh, uh, you know, just abiding by the law, the law, the, everything that you're supposed to do and not do is in those game books. Just read them. You know what I mean? Like uh, read them while you're at hunting camp. That's what I, that's what (laughs) I usually do, you know, during hunting season, whenever it's, there's some downtime and I have nothing else to do, I'll open up the regulations and just start going through it all. And, trying to make sense of it and stuff. And I will say that sometimes it can be a little, wait, what are you trying to say? You know, like in those books, but, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think that they kind of, I feel like in the older days, they used to get more of a bad wrath than they do now. I feel like people kind of understand what they're, what they're trying to accomplish now, but back in the day, um, yeah. Fish and game officers, they, they kind of didn't really get a fair shake. <laughs> but i don't know that's kind of my spill on on fish and game but uh, yeah like you know i was gonna say i've i've had a couple times where i've been checked you know yeah uh, you know they've, they've been nice enough to you know like hey what <laughs> you here hunting yeah you know here's well you have your tags and whatnot and yeah here you go you know check it out and yeah and they've been they've been you know easy to work with i think i've i've been checked for hunting i think once i think fishing i've been checked maybe twice but you know i've got my tag on me or my license on me and for now you know like now you can have your fishing at least utah you can have your fishing license downloaded to your phone so, oh really yeah you just got to have your phone on you I'll have to look at that for uh, for Colorado because that would be that'd be kind of nice. Because you know, I feel like especially your fishing license. For some reason, I never. Well, it's probably because you know that, like, you think about your tags more f- for hunting. 
because you know that you have to put your tag on the animal? <laughs> so I just got um, a text from my sister. <laughs> One of her buddies just uh, got money missing from his bank. So it he drew out for a tag this year. So <laughs> Utah's they're, they're doing their, their, uh, their draws. It looks like today starting to sew. <laughs> oh, what would that mean if you got yours? Uh, that would mean I got a deer tag or I got my, the, I drew out the limited entry elk tag. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. So you should probably get a notification here. Eventually. <laughs> I should. <laughs> what, what were we talking about just now before that? sorry i didn't mean to sidetrack you no 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 I, it was fine i just thought it was kind of fun that we're on here talking and i was like sure right now <laughs> yeah yeah no that's awesome that's awesome i hope you get i hope you get everything that you put in for oh yeah 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 that's what i was gonna say was the uh the hunting tags um like whenever you have a tag, you have to you have to have those with you to you know tag your animal. Correct. Because because I, I always I always remember to put my tag in, but you know how many times I've been fishing and like left it in the glove box or whatever. And it, I mean not intentional, but like it really does happen where you you just kind of you don't think about having you know carrying your license on you necessarily. You just think about the task at hand of getting some fish, but cause I've heard people could get in trouble, you know, like if they're fishing at a lake or something and they, they don't have their, their license on their person at the time they can, act, they can actually get in trouble. So I don't know if it's true or not, but. Did I just change colors in the screen? Yeah. You went from white to pink. Hmm. you're like a you're, you're like a turkey you're getting all red and <laughs> <laughs> huh. interesting <laughs> but but yeah you know that's you know keeping then you know how many I've, my older brother <laughs> my dad tells a story my older brother like his fishing license getting blown across or, you know, off from his tackle box out in the lake and he had to go swimming after it. But really, yeah, that's awesome. Well, not for him, but that's a funny story. I would have been funny to watch, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah um, so you were telling me earlier that uh, you got a little, little gift for yourself was it for yourself oh. or somebody buy it for you no I, I bought it for myself <laughs> yeah those are the best ones because you know you you got exactly what you wanted what, so, so i ordered from amazon i got a last year i you know i i just got kind of a basic um little release i didn't uh get anything too fancy it was all velcroed and stuff so this year i wanted to try to get a little bit better release so i thought i'd uh unbox it here with you guys yeah no that's <laughs> awesome but yeah so i was kind of excited because you know it's a little i didn't i think i only paid 30 some odd bucks for it maybe it was 40 something but um
there it is. So it's a you know, Scott Archery, I guess, you know there. Legacy, huh? Yeah. But but yeah, so you know, I hoping it it uh it works. I think it should. Um what uh what 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 drew you to that uh that release? Well, so I was wanting the one I got last year was a a basic one and like uh nothing but the wrist strap was adjustable. Okay. So I wanted to uh get something that was like so so this so this part of it here I can adjust that length so that way you know like if, if I can shorten it up to fit my fingers a little bit better or yeah. make it make it longer to to uh make it longer if needed and then the other thing that um I wanted was a buckle um instead of the velcro so that way you know like I didn't have to I mean I'm gonna cut myself with my knife didn't have to worry about the velcro coming hey, coming if, with, so. if you get if you cut yourself you're gonna have to finish this podcast before you can go to the go to Instacare room. Yeah. room yeah <laughs> so this one has a buckle too so that way it sits in your hand and around your wrist oh very nice yeah so, so i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty uh i'm pretty dumb whenever it comes to bow stuff cuz i don't have one <laughs> um is it is it uh is forty dollars kind of like a budget friendly release, or is it is it kind of like higher end release? No, or? it's def, it's a definite budget friendly release. You know, I, you can go on up to however much you want to spend. You know, seventy, hundred, and thirty bucks. Oh, really? But yeah. So this is just one Man. that you know wasn't going to break my bank and yeah. allow me to do other stuff. Well, it it looks pretty nice though. For for, I mean, if it's if it's a more budget friendly one, it looks. To me, not knowing anything about releases, it looks pretty nice to me. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, seems like it's going to do the deal. And the other thing, kind of wanted to see how that gets, that's uh, flexible. It's on that string. Yeah. Uh, I kind of like, like that better than, I don't know if I do or for sure, but being sometimes they're on like a rod and so they're just stiff, but I don't know. That kind of drew me to it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Help you. Uh, I kind of see where you'd like the more flexible one, and then instead of a solid one, because a solid one kind of tells you where your hand has to be. Where the flexible one, you could kind of put your hand. I mean, I'm making this up because <laughs> I don't really know anything, but but I, I'm just saying logically, it seems like it makes sense to where the flexible one you could you could have your hand where you, comfortably how you want it where the right i think the other thing too is i feel like it when you release it that that's just going to drop i don't know if it means anything you know versus just stay there but yeah the, i don't know but 
but nice. I'm excited. Yeah, it's awesome. Have you uh, gotten out and uh, let let some arrows <laughs> fly yet? No, I I haven't. So, uh, yeah, and that's we're gonna. I'm gonna start doing that. I need to do that this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got some time though. I mean, it's coming quick. What what we say? Uh, it was like three months. Yeah, August was when I gotta be. Well, I'll be hunting. Three months. Dang, I'm gonna have a. I'm gonna have a newborn baby around that time. Oh, are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it'll be June, so. June. Yeah. June. So, two months. So she'll be two months old by August. Obviously, I'm I'm being selfish and just trying to figure out a way how I can get over there to Utah to go hunt with you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to figure trying to uh, figure out what kind of story I can start talking to the wife. <laughs> That's the bad thing about this podcast. I can't let out all my secrets then whenever she listens to this she'll catch on to everything that i'm saying right <laughs> you gotta start being honest no just yeah, kidding yeah <laughs> <Dang it. laughs> yeah no that's uh that's crazy uh what else are you uh I was actually going to ask you this today too. What is there anything that you're wanting to get before uh on season besides your new release? Um Not that I can really think. I'll probably pick up some new uh new broadheads. Um But I think I think I'm just I think that's it. Like my release i was kind of waiting on the release before i started shooting the bow just so that way i didn't start practicing with a different release and then pick up this release and kind of not that i think it's a huge difference but you know just getting that muscle memory with the equipment that i will be using yeah for sure i'm out in the field but yeah. i think for the most part i got what i need now you know like i don't if if i do get something you know, I, I don't know exactly what it'll be, but I got, I got, I got what I, what I think I need. <laughs> your, uh, your target practice, um, arrows, uh, what's, what's the heads on those called? Like just the field tips. Yeah. 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 The field tips. My question is, is, uh, your broadheads and field tips, are they roughly about the same weight? Yeah, so I I use uh, the same weight of broadheads, and the same uh, weight of uh, of of fill tips, my practice tips. Okay, okay. Um, and I use about I think it's a hundred grain uh, broadhead, hundred grain fill tip, uh, practice tip, or whatever. And you know, like a lot of people are like uh, going a little bit heavier on the broadheads and stuff, but I'm where my bow isn't the fastest shooting, you know, I, I don't want to go too heavy. I mean, it goes both ways. Like, you, you know, the heavier the broadhead, the more, um, kind of the more 
you know, foot pounds is going to deliver, the harder, harder it's going to hit, but it's also going to take speed away from your arrow. Right. So the lighter, the lighter your, your tips, the, uh, the faster your arrow is going to go. So I, you know, like where my bow doesn't fly too fast, I want to give it kind of, you know, have some speed to it. So I'm going with about a hundred grain, um, broadhead. Nice. Which, I got to start on this bow hunting stuff. I, <laughs> I don't know. Been, been taking my time. I, I told myself though, that I just wanted to get a, get my elk with a rifle and then, and then. No, uh, I, I can hear what you're saying there. Cause I kind of, <laughs> I've switched over to bow, but I kind of feel like I need to like redeem myself with the rifle. Like, you know, like I haven't gotten one with the rifle yet and I'd like to. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, uh, I don't know. That's just kind of what I told myself I was going to do. I might adjust though. Cause I really do want to start getting into bow hunting and well, going so like route. the one thing that's hard with the bow um, is like the deer and the elk hunts are like the same time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like you, you were aware if you did, but so in Utah, I kind of, in a way, get got a, got like kind of like a grace period or not, I shouldn't say grace period, but so you get an extended hunt for both, uh, um, for both elk and deer if you have an archery tag. Mm-hmm. So you got your, your archery season and then, um, you take this online course and then you get a later hunt you get to, or you can continue hunting for an extra bit. But then, you know, then it turns into for deer, it turns in for either or, you know, antler, buck or doe. Um, but you only have a, you have a smaller area of where to, or where you can hunt. Um, Is that further away from your house? No, I can actually just hunt up the hill here. So for, for that later hunt, yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So, but this, but the elk, it's kind of hard to hunt the elk because the elk, depending on the snow year, aren't pushed down low enough to to hunt the area that I'm allowed to hunt. But the deer, you know, there's deer in those areas, so it's kinda, it's one of those catch twenty twos for me. Like, you know, I kind of wish that the season wasn't the same time, but you know, you get an extended opportunity to hunt. But if you had a, you know, like a rifle, you only get those nine days to hunt and then you're done. Mm. So, yeah, I, I sure do miss the, uh, month and a half of, of hunting in Idaho. Yeah. So I mean, I, it, was, it was so nice. Cause you could, you could, you know, you could do like a week long hunt, you know, take off work and all that stuff and, 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 do a week long hunt but then after that if you still didn't get nothing go out on the weekends every weekend for a while and and uh really ups your chances i mean it's amazing that they that they do that i think i don't know if they still do it or not but but those um i don't know i really just i wish that colorado would do the same thing just kind of give you give you more bang for your buck and let you hunt for yeah, I'm weeks. not. 
Yeah, I, I almost want like to get an Idaho regulation book just to see what what it's like now. You know, I haven't looked at one in gosh, at fifteen years probably. You know. Yeah, I. Uh, well, I can't remember what the heck I was reading, but I actually was looking it up. Um, how did I? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was looking up uh, chuckers because I used to do a lot of chucker hunting with my buddy, um, growing up there in Idaho, and and uh, and I was looking up the chuckers, and um, um, I ended up landing on a on a um fishing game or the the uh, the books or it was all online, but I was going through the regulations. And, um, I can't remember the, the, uh, how long the seasons were, but I think they were still fairly long though. I, I feel like they might've cut back a little bit. Like it wasn't a month and a half like we used to get, but it was still like a month long or no, no. You know what? It was like a month and a half. It opened up in, uh, I can't remember. I, Cause I was kind of just scamming through it. Um, like I said, I was kind of, just Googling uh, chuckers. And then I ended up getting on the Idaho regulations book. And, uh, but I remember the hunt season was a little longer. Um, but the area that the, cause we used to hunt 10 a. Yeah. Um, I feel like some things changed there though. They're like the later season stuff and um, the regulations were a little tighter on 10 a, but um yeah, I wish I would have kind of retained it a little better because I just was kind of scamming through some stuff. And I know um, the the one thing that surprised me is uh, is Idaho lets you do uh, spikes and uh, uh, I, I think I think there's different tags for for each or something like you can do spike only and stuff like that. But but I know out here in Colorado, I want to say. I, I could be getting it wrong, but, uh, but you know, you have to have a four point or better and five inch brow tines. We went through that whole thing. <laughs> we were, we were looking that up a couple of years ago to make sure we were okay. And, or, well, we didn't have nothing to shoot at, but we were seeing what we could and couldn't shoot. At. I remember me and you going through that in Colorado, but, but, um, yeah, Idaho's regulations are a lot different as far as that goes. It, it's, uh, kind of have some different options for the for when you can how big the antlers have to be and stuff so but uh but yeah it was pretty i don't know i really miss i really miss that month and a half though because i remember you know when when we had that i mean in high school and and uh and whenever i was living there working i would i would either after high school or or uh, after work for that whole entire month and a half i mean i just take off after work and go up in the woods and uh you know on the weekends i'd go out every weekend until i got my animal but uh but now it's just like one week and out here in colorado it's just one week eight days and then if I get if I drew for first season, it was it's only like five or six days, so you can get oh, less really? time. 
and it's a draw. I guess the advantage is though is the pressure, right? Because it's first right. season, so so you might have a little more of a success rate because the pressure is not as bad. But but um, but yeah, one week, man. It's just it's just tough to really get anything done, you know. Or yeah, I'm only saying that because I haven't gotten anything done yet. So <laughs> <laughs> whenever we get uh when when I finally do get my elk, I'll probably have a different tune about that. But but uh. I don't know. It's just interesting. True. It is. That's, you know, that's, you gotta become a, I guess one of those things you gotta hone in on your skills. So that way you become a better hunter, you know, trying to learn where they're at and get in on them quicker. Yeah. But I guess that's just the story of it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. You're either, you know, going out hunting to spend time in the woods to do nothing, or I shouldn't say nothing, but you know, you all, you want to get something, so I guess you gotta work hard. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, I just realized that uh, we went through this whole podcast so far, and um, I just guys say you look good in that cowboy hat. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even brought it up. Just, just just totally blew right past it. It just dawned on me when you're just talking about the, the struggling of uh, getting your elk. I was like, we haven't talked about this cowboy hat at all yet. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, no, I liked, I like the look though. You're a modern day. I've said this before, but you're a modern day Davy Crockett. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, I try to be that cool. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Well, yeah, so hopefully uh hopefully this year we uh we get some we get some meat in the freezer and and uh we get a we get get a leg up on these uh these old elk and and uh have some better stories and i can move on to to uh <laughs> some archery hunting and, yeah uh, go kind of get a little more successful but yeah you know i think i would like to you know i feel like i got said earlier the whole rifle i feel like i've left that chapter undone you know i don't want to i'd like to fill a tag with the rifle <laughs> it's tried for so many years but. yeah so can you do both at all no mm. see i don't know the regulations uh that well over here but from what i understand is you get like a second chance um but you can do rifle i believe um so you 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 know you go bow hunting and if you don't get nothing then you can uh you can get like a, we have like an A, B, and C. Uh-huh. And so you're, you go, you go for an A during archery or something like that. And then, uh, and I'm probably chopping this all up and I don't know too many Coloradoans hear this. They'll probably let me know, but you go for, or you, you have your A and then if you don't get nothing during archery, then you can, do a season during rifle 
but it's like a, a grade down, like a, like a B tag or something like that. And I want to say even, even like for me, like I, I could get a second chance, but it would go from A to, to B or something like that. I, like I said, I got to brush up on it. Maybe, maybe next podcast, I'll clear all that up, clear the air on that and, and uh, figure that all out. Cause it would be nice to know. Cause then, I mean, the only downside is, is you're paying for another tag and you've already been defeated. I know last year, um, a buddy of mine was, was telling me about that. And I was kind of, I was like, I was like, man, I feel a little, little defeated though. Like I was already kind of defeated. I was like, do I really want to spend another, you know, however much the tags are just to, uh, just to, you know, I'm already kind of feeling defeated. I don't know if I could take <laughs> another, another defeat this season. So, right. So I kind of didn't do it, but, but it was definitely interesting though. I was like, well, eh, get me out there some more. So true. I, that kind of interests me a little bit, you know, like go in with the archery tag and then if don't get anything, you know, it makes me feel like I can, well, I kind of want to look into that because it makes me feel like I can kind of get more bang for my buck, you know, in a way like, yeah have an opportunity you know not just one but well i don't know if it's more bang for your buck but it's definitely more opportunity to try to make a bang for your buck (laughs) 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 i'm glad i got one (laughs) i haven't haven't gotten one of those yet (laughs) you get you gave yourself one last week (laughs) or whenever it was but uh but yeah um yeah because you have to pay for you have to keep paying for your tag every time but but um but yeah it definitely gets you out there hunting a lot more though i might do it this year too you know um i mean forget all that i'm gonna get one first day of opening day i yeah (laughs) <laughs> I ain't messing around this year, <laughs> but I don't know, man. I, I we've been we've been at it for for about an hour. You want to? Uh, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. We'll come back. We'll come back with some more next week, and um, and uh, guys, everybody that's been listening to this point, we appreciate your uh, support. Uh, help us grow tell a friend maybe two and um <laughs> no we really appreciate it. you know we're we're uh um we're really you know we're we're plugging hard at it i mean this is only our fifth episode i was gonna ask you actually before we sign off real quick how does it feel to be uh in the fifth episode of the struggling hunters it feels a little, not feels a little accomplished, you know. I mean, I know it's only like five, and that's five weeks in a row. But like, you know, it's five weeks more than I've ever done it. You know, like, mm. it's it's kind of fun. It, you know, it's 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 accomplished. You know, it's more than a more than one. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, how many people do that? They do like one podcast and then don't ever really go back to it. So, so really, I mean, we're, we're already breaking records, you know, I don't know which records those are, but we're breaking (laughs) some kind of records, but, uh, 
no, I, I, I feel the same way, man. I feel, I feel really good about, uh, about this. I mean, we're still learning. We're still trying to, uh, you know, break the, um, you know, just get better every podcast rather. And, and, uh, and trying to, uh, kind of still figure out a direction, you know, and try to try to come up with content, but, but that's kind of, that's, not easy stuff, but I mean, we'll, we'll get there with time and, and, and everything. And I, and I feel good. I feel the same way as you do is, is we're accomplishing something and uh, it feels good. And, 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 you know, I'm just, it's still exciting. I mean, I'm just, it's getting more exciting because we're, we're building something here. You know, this is like the, this is like the groundwork of, of, of something. And, and, you know, we, we haven't even really started on the foundation yet. So, so it's it's exciting to be here and and uh doing this and and uh I'm just having fun and really enjoying it so yeah that's really all I can think of for for that but uh well with that said uh guys thanks for listening to another episode of the struggling hunters with myself Eric Stewart and the man Joe Imes. Um, Joe, is there anything you want to sign off with or uh, shoot straight? Um, be sure of your shot, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Um, and like Eric said, you know, tell a friend, tell them that these two struggling hunter dudes that don't know what they're talking about are pretty good to listen to. <laughs> Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, part of the feeling is cause like some of the podcasts that I listen to is, is, um, I, I, I hope that we kind of come across as, as you're almost sitting in the, in the living room with us, just listening to us, you know, talk about hunting and, and going on, you know, like, like we're, we're there with you, you know, like we're all friends or something, you know, that's kind of, you know, there's some podcasts where, where that I listen to that, that, you know, I get that feeling like a little bit, like I'm almost sitting there with them, you know, even though I'm just listening, I'm not saying anything. I'm I'm kind of sitting there with them. Like I kind of get their vibe or whatever. And so I kind of hope that that's what we bring to people. And, and uh, we probably should get better at signing off because <laughs> we've, we've signed off twice now. <laughs> And then kept rambling on. <laughs> it's uh what what is that? What is that? The encore? Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, the encore. Yeah, we, yeah. We've, we've gave you the encore <laughs> of the podcast. Uh, it's going to turn, like, is it to like, teenage lovers? You hang up first. No, you hang up first. Oh, you're so cute. You hang up. Yeah, that's almost what it's like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that's good stuff <laughs> but all right well i think that's all i got uh this is eric stewart thanks for listening to the struggling hunters that's joe Imes. have a good one good luck hunting and see you next time and hit the five-star review thanks bye <laughs>